Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Going on now at Guitar Center, the Ernie Ball Great Gear Giveaway, where one lucky winner will win over $50,000 in prizes from Ernie Ball Music Man, SKB, Electro Voice, Dynacord, Pedal Train, Vic Firth, Latin Percussion, Zildjian, Tune Track, Guitar Center, DNA Guitar Gear, DW, Remo, TC Electronic, Blue Microphone, Universal Audio, Ampeg, Orange Amplifiers, JHS Pedals, Korg, Martin Guitars and Ernie Ball. To enter, find codes inside selected packs of Ernie Ball strings in Guitar Center stores and at guitarcenter.com between now and October 30th. US residents only. Visit ernieball.com slash giveaway for full official rules. Ernie Ball presents the Great Gear Giveaway. Going on now, only at Guitar Center. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Good. Hello. And Mark Packham. Bad. Goodbye. Ah, yes. Welcome back, Mark Packham. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's wonderful to have you joining us. How's it going? I, I haven't. I feel like, apart from you know, we behind a little bit behind the curtain here, we just talked for about twenty minutes before starting. But I feel like yeah. I've not spoken to you guys for I don't know really months. Haven't this no. is this is I, almost the longest time that I've gone without talking to you in um, seven uh, years. Like, yes. No, <laughs> that's not true because when we first started doing this podcast, there was a bit where you went off on tour for about mm. I want to mm. say seven or eight weeks, and you yeah. did not respond. <laughs> To a single text no, message because some you were of it in was tour. Yeah. Some sort of drug induced <laughs> yeah. haze <laughs> yeah, lying in yeah. a pool of your own juices. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Those those opium dems, they'll get you. Exactly <laughs> that. And uh, look at you now. You're a responsible adult. You're driving the thing. And yeah, uh, how yeah, unbelievable, basically. Oh, no, there we go. Well it's wonderful to it's wonderful to have you back on an episode. I'm excited that um you know, to talk about loads of gear this week. It's a bit of a we're gonna have a, a little bit of a a pedal special this week. It's not an official pedal special, but a lot of the stuff, almost all of the things we want to talk about are effects related. So um you know, Mark will have to try and keep up, of course. You're gonna be the uh you know, you're gonna be the the advocate. Of, well I feel uh, like I feel like I'm sort of out of it now because I you know, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm not really using social media 
at the only mm. time I talk about guitar stuff is with you guys, and I haven't spoken to you for ages. So, um, yeah, apart from the stuff you've sent me in our little group chat, I, I really need a, a good old catch-up on, on what's been released. You do, yeah, yeah, and all the news and stuff. So, uh, you know, again, a little bit behind the curtain here, dear listener, we do, of course, share a document now that we're podcasting remotely, as we have been since the start of all of that. So we share a document which includes all of the news and bits and talking points that we're going to discuss, and I split them off into everyone and at the start we have an introduction where I list all the exciting things that each of us have done and encourage the others to add their own stories so that I know what to talk about and Mark this week has added in all caps Mark used a tuner at practice we'll get onto that in a minute we've got other stuff to talk about first stuff that's much yes. more important <laughs> <laughs> you got a cat this okay, week okay. and yeah, okay. we haven't had a chance to talk about it because you said, right. I, said I don't want to talk about it because we want to talk it on the, about it yeah. on the podcast I know, I know, dear listener, this is slightly off topic, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you on a, on a little journey. Think of this, uh, if you've been listening a while, dear listener, as you know. Do, do, you, remember when, uh, do you remember when I sat in piss? Yeah, I was going to say, is this yeah. the new piss on the bus story? <laughs> this is the new piss on the bus. Um, so I got a new cat. So, you know, I've never, never had any responsibility in my entire life. But, um, you know, it's locked down. Me and my girlfriend both worked from home. We were like, let's get a cat. And I've always, you know, wanted a... a you know, an, an interesting cat. So we found this like oriental uh, cat uh, rescue center. Contacted them. Got a cat. It doesn't matter. That part's not important. We got a little cat, tiny little timid four year old oriental long hair cat uh, called Ava. And uh, we, we've had a three, four days. We had a four days. And, uh, and, Emma's been very, very into it. So, so into the idea of getting a cat that she insisted we bought a new washing machine uh, that was quieter for the cat. So makes sense. Um, that's yeah. I mean, that's what most people think. You know, most people think, yeah. should I get them a cat toy or you know some like dreamies or new bed or whatever? <laughs> no, new washing machine. New washing machine. So we because uh, we've given Ava the uh, dining room kitchen as her as her area sort of thing because she's very very timid, quite mistreated in her younger years. So very timid, hiding under a, a a dresser at the end of our dining area the bulk of the time. So we have the washing machine turning up, and uh, I have to. Uh, the washing machine's turning up, so I I need to get up early. I get up at seven. I come downstairs. I you know unplumb the current washing machine and pull it out into the middle of the room. And it, it Emma's fed the cat some quite smelly fishy food. The the room stinks. So I open open up the window, and then I leave the kitchen, uh, you know, to go sort myself up for the day. Emma comes down, goes into the kitchen. Windows open. Cats not in the kitchen there's no other route out other than through that little window and she's an indoor cat very specifically so we and you know obviously freak out now, i live in a little village so i'm we're, we're knocking on neighbors doors and things like that like people are offering to you know go out and searching for the cat when they're on their dog walks and stuff we we must have mostly emma knocked on like 20 doors you know in, in either direction we're we're looking around the washing machine people turn up so i stay back i help that you know they fit the washing machine whatever i put the kitchen back together put the plinth or kickboard for americans back on the underside of all the kitchen units so the the entire day comes and goes me and emma go out with torches in at night neither of us really sleep we've got a little cat cam set up i set up like loads of treats outside at the gate um, you know, we, we obviously I messaged you guys, messaged all my friends, being like, "This is awful. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me." 
Um, and then this morning... Can I just uh, say totally believable as well, that the fact that yeah. you would get a cat and lose it in four days. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, you know, when you're texting us, you often send things through where you're like, oh, this has happened, and it's like, oh, yeah, I've done, you know, some sort of like wild drug that I've never heard the name of, and, you know, <laughs> I've, I've left my base it somewhere and then we all go oh it's terrible and you're like ah just kidding i'm you know i'm actually home or whatever that and this is actually totally <laughs> believable and i was like oh yeah it, this definitely has happened yeah yeah this it absolutely did so you know we, we wake up in the morning i check the cat cam footage nothing's happened actually a seagull's eating some of the food that we left outside <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> that was a good video <laughs> But, you know, no cat. The cat's not back. And we're like, great. I mean, I've reported it to all the vets by this point and things like that. Um, so we come downstairs and uh, and Emma's Emma, for some reason, she can't explain. She was like, I'm just going to take the plinth off of the bottom of the kitchen units. And sure enough, locked underneath the kitchen by me was the cat. So <laughs> hang on. So what? When so I where was the cat before they came? Had you taken your old washing yeah. machine out? So I took it out, and the cat crawled in the space and went behind the kitchen units. Emma, then, of course, you know that's not where, that's not normally a space you can access. And Emma saw the open window. You'd think the cat's gone out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the washing machine men come in, fit the new washing machine. That freaks the cat out, obviously, who stays under there, sort of, you know, sandwiched into a corner. They push that back in. I turn up and I put the plinth back on, which locks out any escape for the cat. <laughs> so, and the thing is, that day I used the washing machine and the oven, which are oh, no. both either side of where the the poor little Joe cat Brand. must have been. Yeah, so. just um, <laughs> when when we got before we got pee, we looked after another cat, a great cat, um, but we also changed a piece of furniture. Um, Soon after it moved in with us, uh, which it then decided to piss on instantly. <laughs> so n- yes. never ever replace furniture once you've got a cat. That's it. Once you've got a cat, that's it. Just, let them, just let them settle down first. Right. No, just you... that they will own your house now, Joe. That's it. Yeah. You cannot yeah. do anything to your house. Um, I see. I see. We, we... So I just feel like I'm so glad that you've managed to, well, A, firstly, that you know nothing untoward happened by just simply locking it in there. But also yeah. pushing in a heavy washing machine into the space that it was in, which yeah. then pushed it up against the oven. Well, yeah, it I'm, would have been. There's a I'm there's very, a very in between. So it had, you know, it had five hundred, six hundred mil of of room either side of it. But right. nonetheless, yeah, it was. That must have been an awful, awful experience for for, well, for the cat. But, so. um, I'm, I'm, it is safe I'm now. Happy. That uh, everything turned out all right. Also, you will realise now because obviously we also have an indoor cat that you can no no longer open your windows. Um, So prepare to boil in summertime and buy lots of fans for your cat. We bought bought a fan for our cat. Never use it for us. Just constantly point it at the cat. (laughs) Does does he actually use it? Because like we bought some cooling mats for ours when it was like really hot, and they're this kind of weird sort of like gel mat that you put on the ground that's weirdly it's activated by pressure so yes. when like one lies down on it the mat gets cooler and when i put them down i was like oh these two are you know they're like really fluffy long-haired cats if you know if you've ever seen my instagram that's basically all that's on there um and i was like they must be boiling you know they're like lying down and like not like panting but like you can tell they're hot 
So I bought these things and I was like, put them on there. Of course, they just step off it instantly and then just proceed to ignore it. So I've got these two cooling mats that are just knocking around. And occasionally I just find myself using them. I just put them on the desk and I just sort of lean lean on it a bit. sit on them more? No, 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 no. no. Just like put it on the desk, sort of lean on it. I was like, oh, that is... That's really nice. Oh, there you go. That's good. But yeah, the cats never use them. Basically, anything that you buy them, Joe, they won't use. Yes, yes. I've 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 worked that one out after you know spending loads on uh, you know nice like wooden toys and you know, elaborate bedding. P's favorite toy at the moment is a piece of cable. Hmm. <laughs> well, I can sort of up literally. That that's it. We've got loads of toys in the house, and our boy cat that is just really lazy and fat he never plays with any of them any of them sorry today he's been playing with an olive for most of the day that he found on the ground that's what he's been doing (laughs) knocking it around jumping on it sort of nibbling a bit of it boshing it about a bit that's been his day just knocking around with an olive it's the dream that that, that is certainly the dream anyway we should uh, we should uh, stop from being you know cat nerds and move back into into the guitar nerds podcast now dear listener you're aware that i can both be pissed on on a bus and uh sandwich a cat in between a washing machine and cooker we need to talk about some guitar stuff matt knight (laughs) you messaged us uh, a very lovely unusual photograph of an effects pedal this week yes uh so i um uh, that's what I love about Instagram. Every every so often, it just you know it it throws you a, throws you a little gem in in the world of guitars. And uh, I found a company called Believable Audio. Um, I think they were probably called Twenty Nine Pedals, but have changed the name to Believable Audio because I actually saw the picture of the Twenty Nine Pedals, and I'm guessing it's pronounced Una. E-U-N-A, which stands for Elite Unity Amplifier. Um, This is basically one crazy-looking make Goodera. Um, Nice big rectangle box uh, with four jacks and three sliders. Um, It's basically a mega buffer for your pedal board. Um, What? Yes, so it's basically an input driver that replaces a conventional buffer. It's built to protect and condition your instrument's signal to prepare it for whatever you want to do with it. Console grade uh, build, three great sounding filters and an alt path insert insert loop for your classic fuzz or wah circuits, uh, which is quite cool. So obviously you put it at the beginning of your pedal chain and then if you've got an old fuzz that is input impedance sort of like sensitive, you can run that in the little effects loop. And then when you turn the una on it will actually disengage it will disengage the buffer that's in that and turn your fuzz pedal on um so you can still have all your vintage stuff that Um, is wonderful but yeah it's basically a um it's a really high end um like console grade buffer for your pedal board i can totally get on board with this a bit Uh, like i guess when petty john did the uh what was their high-end buffer the lift Yes, yeah. So um, this is, um, they basically say it has three sweetening circuits, harmonics, bright and low. So low adds a little bit of low end, not too much, just for some sweet oomph uh, uh-huh. or to make up for low end loss. Bright adds some brightness, harmonics pushes the air band where the guitar harmonies are. Harmonics Lovely. add sweet tube-like chime to any rig. Um, I just think, I, and I mean, I've listened to some demos. There's only one video on YouTube. Uh, no doubt, I think this thing is going to... Um, take off i can already yeah. feel it in the air that a bunch yeah. of people are going to start picking these up i mean that's the best thing you could ever get um, i love the the power input yeah i was says. just reading that it's amazing <laughs> just it just says underneath it just says 
whatever. Yeah, where the nine volt goes in, <laughs> well, rather than sort of you say, rather no, than you say or, nine volt, Joe, it will it? take Sorry, yeah. anywhere between seven and a half and thirty five volts of either AC or DC. Oh, is, that's so which good. Which is why it says whatever underneath. Oh, Just plug that is whatever. so good. That's um, so good. So I guess you get variable headroom. Um, depending on yeah, or not they, again. or not maybe maybe it's or got not. some sort of internal kind Ooh, of step up or step down. I could so get behind that. Maybe it's just whatever you've got works and it doesn't make any difference. But do I they handwrite the twenty nine? Because it looks handwritten, but it might just be that's how it's meant uh, to look. Maybe maybe I don't know. I think um, just reading a little bit more about it. Um, what's also cool is they say it's very DIY friendly. So the op amp is socketed, so you can easily audition op amp chips. Notes on the PCB will help experienced DIYers tailor Una to completely to their rig. Um, so I think that's quite cool as well. You know, it's a tweaker's delight, as they put it. Um, <laughs> this is great. What a wonderful product. This is such a nerdy product. I know. I can totally I get behind it. Was there a price anywhere, Matt? Uh, two six nine dollars. Right, Which okay. I'm like, so I'm into that. About two hundred pounds. I'm guess, into that. And then they have another pedal that says coming soon called the OAMP, um, the output driver. Same great headroom as the Una with thirty dBs of clean gain. Um, Ooh. Yes, I could get, I could get on board with this. These, they look fantastic. The super boutique. You know, a slightly boutique price for a buffer. But this is exactly what you like. If you really care about your tone, especially your clean tone. And I think this is a fantastic addition for people with yeah. you know, potentially bigger boards. Oh, and nice. Uh, the reason why 29, there's a little ranch out past 29 palms we call the soft shoulder. It's not fancy. It's very hot, but it's ours and it's beautiful. And then there's a picture and it's literally in the middle of the desert. And I've been there and it does perfectly. It's one of those places that you'd imagine perfect for building gear because there's just nothing else around there yeah it's amazing oh, amazing what a dream wow i think i need to get one give it you know check it out dear listener you can it's 29 pedals on instagram um so yeah check them out and uh, see what they have to offer mark packham Hello. you uh you you showed me uh earlier this week um a drewman guitars guitar that was up for sale on the uh on the I did. internet I did indeed. Um, now, um, yeah, so Drew Men are like a, a British builder, right? From what? Yeah, that's right. We we met them at um, I think Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, and they they make guitars uh, primarily with aluminium necks. I don't know if they do anything with just wooden necks. You might want to confirm that, Joe. But um, the one that I brought up was the Drew Man guitars DJ all aluminium, um, which is. I have a feeling. With, this is without checking that Drewman were the brand that started off doing just aluminium bodies, and actually the next is a is is a later edition. Right, them. fine, fine. Yeah. Um. So this is basically a kind of offset style guitar. One humbucker, one P ninety. Uh. So humbucker in the bridge, P ninety in the P ninety in the neck. Um. Aluminium neck with the um split headstock on there, but crucially. The colour is purple fade anodize. Oh, it's God. basically like one of those cars that I used to build in like, um, what's it called? Um, <laughs> need, need, for need, speed. For speed. need for Speed. Gran Turismo. Gran yeah, Turismo. It's got the, um, you know, the kind of what Gibson called the flip-flop finish where you kind of, it looks like you sort of turn it a bit and it's yeah. it gives you a, a slightly different colour. It's, it's very yeah. difficult to tell if it actually has that kind of movement to it colour-wise, but... I, I think it might just be a dip. Yeah, you know, maybe. Like, so it's it's kind of... I think some of the angles that, that it's been taken at make it look as if it is uh, a sort of 
yeah you know shifting color but it is but, very uh, much that it's that kind of like sort of like i don't know magenta into purple or yeah. something like that yeah. um and yeah it's just a cracking looking guitar um and you know i've not seen that much from dream and i know that they they definitely were at a show that we were at uh, but i didn't get a yeah. chance to play one um i thought i'd just highlight this because if you're into cool looking guitars and particularly if you're into kind of aluminium necks and that that very much that modern uh take on a a, a vintage style this is definitely yeah. one to um to check out yeah it's Absolutely. uh yeah aluminium body aluminium yeah, neck brass like nut a bead blasted uh, anodized textured finish so you know that that sort of uh, that rougher aluminium yeah, finish yeah, on the yeah. body whereas it will be very chromed on the neck yeah yeah this um, um this looks great and uh yeah i think again where did we see this was this on insta uh, I can't remember, uh, but yeah, have no, a, ch- check them out. Dreaming Guitars. Uh, I'm sure they've got a picture of it up on their Instagram. It yeah. looks, um, it looks mega. Some of the stuff yeah, they do is wicked. Fantastic. I'm just having a quick look at the gallery on their site now, and uh, yeah, I'm into it. I also really, really like their headstocks, like the logo oh, me too. itself. Didn't they just nail the headstock, the logo especially? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not such a big fan of like the split headstock. That's not for me. I'm, I'm, I've never really liked that. But just the way that they've done the headstock shape, um, and the uh, the way they've done their logo is fantastic. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Really interesting brand. I, I tried to talk to. Well, I did talk to them at, at Birmingham because I was, I was hoping they had some bases in the works, you know, so I could get an aluminium base neck for one of my bases but they they were just guitars at the time so i'm still on the hunt for that that's something i need to i need to make a reality and it looks like they still do um a mix of different things you know there's some here with uh with wooden necks and stuff on their instagram so yeah i think you can basically get whatever you want a nice you know mix of uh the uh more traditional uh constructions and this the aluminium stuff yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, last week uh, we were talking a bit, um, Matt, about the um, the tri parallel mixer, the electro harmonics, yes, indeed, blendable three channel pedal. Because of course you bought one and you made yourself a little pedal board. Um, I did y- using one, and and it got me kind of thinking because we talked a lot about blends, and I was like, yeah, I guess I I'm really fussy about drive, especially on bass, but in in general, but v- very fussy about drive on bass, and I always limit myself to I have to find drives that have a blend, and so I was thinking about the tri parallel mixer, and I, honestly, I didn't really want to buy it. Like I I really like using the MS3. I didn't want to sacrifice the stuff from the MS3 for the tri parallel mixer. So I was like, okay, maybe I just need a blend control because then it opens me up to all the fantastic sounding drives, and I can have my fundamentals dealt with, you know, via my clean blend. And so I was looking around, and then I realised you can do it with the Boss LS2. And uh, I, dear listener, this might well be something you are fully aware of, but I absolutely was not. Because the Boss LS2, their line selector, has one of the settings you can um, just have both of the um, both of the effects returns running. So if, if the idea is if you're you know you're line selecting two separate pedal boards or two separate pedals, you can have them both on at once, and then you can you have an individual volume control for for path A and path B. But of course, if you feed with a patch cable, if you feed path B just back into itself, you create a clean blend, meaning you can use any drive pedal and then use the LS2 with a a, a linked patch cable and you've made any drive pedal you want blendable. And I did not know that. And uh, is that something everyone's fully aware of? Like men... 
Well, I guess like many things, Boss kind of did it first and then someone just did it fancier. And then I was like, oh, wait, we sort of already did that. The LS2, no, I, always for me, the LS2 has been a, a mystery. I've never known how to get the best yeah, out Yeah, and I, I must admit, I, I was the same for quite quite a while. And the reason I, I'd got an LS2 more recently, um, before the Tri-Parallel Mixer, was the fact that you've got those two level controls on there. So using something like a Deluxe Memory Man, which if you run it too hot, the repeats kind of distort. I wanted to keep it cleaner. Um, the volume controls are post-pedal, post-loop rather than pre. Um, so it doesn't run any extra gain or volume into the pedal. It Very simply useful. just makes the pedal louder. Um, so yeah, like, like you do, if you run a... If you run both at once, but you're just running a cable from one to the other, you've effectively got a clean signal path. Yeah. Um, but it's really great for things like yeah, chorus and phaser at the same time, or like delay and chorus. You know, creating like a, a really big sound, or just changing between two instruments. Just yeah. A and then being able to match the volume if you're going between humbucker and single coil, for example. Of course, you can go yeah, two yeah. ins to one out. Um, you know, you can also run as an AB pedal or run two outputs and then you can match the volume of the two outputs from the ls2 if you want um it's a it's a really good surprisingly versatile uh pedal i was i was really chuffed to kind of find that that use for it but of course it's left me in this position where i'm like well i can i can get any drive i want now so i was hoping to get some suggestions from you guys like uh what you know what drive should i get i like transparent sort of you know valvey amp sounding you know super transparently low gain drives what what should i go for what should i be looking at for bass yeah um but i'll also take guitar suggestions see i was thinking about like uh like frederick effects do the scrambled brains which is their version of the original not the reissue the original ampeg scrambler yeah that's a good now that does have a blend so i wouldn't need I wouldn't need something for that. But then I was like, but I can, I could have any drive. I now no longer need a bass drive, you see. I can just have a guitar drive and blend in that clean signal. So yeah. it's more about a great sounding transparent overdrive pedal. So I just thought, you know, I'll take a couple of suggestions whilst I'm on my uh, hunt. Hmm. If I put you both on the spot. I'll I, I tell you one that I've, I've been really, I guess it's... I don't think they've really classed it as transparent, but one thing that loads of people have been raving about is the Earthquake Devices plumes, which is their take on a tube screamer, um, but seems to kind of all sort of levels of gain. Um, loads of people have just been... I mean, they've. it's also probably their most affordable. I think it's $99. It is, yeah. That's incredibly affordable um, for Earthquaker. Tube, tube-like overdrive circuit featuring three different clipping voices, uh, loads of headroom, and almost three-dimensional clarity that will push your amp over the edge. So, yeah, I, I would say something like that would be quite good. Um, but, Joe, we were discussing this week, and I'd finally got round after being on holiday and having uh, too much to do. I finally managed to get oh. the... Echo line pedals plugged in, oh. um, and obviously you were raving about the Roadrunner, which is obviously a Gear of the Year winner previously, which does everything from uh, light gain to you know sort of more high gain stuff. But I was absolutely blown away with the um, the fuzz, the fuzz, the silicon high gain fuzz. Um, it's instant kind of vintage Gilmore, um, yeah. and yeah, it's just absolutely absolutely cracking so i would say you know just revisiting echo line um 
the Roadrunner might be um, the Plumes might be uh, yeah, the, the Plumes Kachab, is but, a but also idea. the yeah Echo Line Roadrunner. Did you prefer the Roadrunner or the Everest? Uh, I did. We did have an Everest when we did it in Gear of the Year before, and I still preferred the Roadrunner because of the lighter gain side of things. So, right. um, I guess that was. I think it was there so you can have asymmetrical symmetrical or no clipping diodes and i think it was the one that was no clipping diodes was a little bit louder had a little bit more headroom um uh, where the everest was just a great drive pedal the roadrunner felt a little bit more versatile um (laughs) but one thing i was just looking at here on the plumes they've given you some audio examples one of which is blues lawyer um so i'm pretty (laughs) sure at uh with a setting like that, you would you would know that uh, I'm sure it's going to do the kind of thing you're after. But yeah, they actually say Mode 3 is an asymmetrical silicon diode arrangement similar to the to- stock Tube Screamer. Um, the tone some people describe as transparent. Uh, it's almost like your clean tone is blended in with a slightly less clean tone. Um, so that might be a good shout. And it's, and it's very, very affordable as well. Yeah. Yeah, £99 for an earthquake advice. That is... Uh... That's exceptional. Of course, I think the Echoline stuff is also incredibly affordable. Whilst it's not quite hitting the ninety-nine-pound mark, you're looking at something like a hundred and twenty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one two nine for basically everything they do. And um, I think I saw that they're running yeah. some sort of ten percent off uh, at the moment as well. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I can't no. see any evidence of that. But yeah, everything no. they do apart from the line booster, well, uh, sorry, the signal driver, even it, which is one hundred and nineteen, everything is one two nine. Yeah, and yeah. in much better boxes. I'm just having a look now on their website, actually, <clears throat> at a size comparison between the old school silicon they did and the one in the smaller box now. Um, and they, they're they so much better than they were. They're... Oh, you prefer the smaller boxes, do you? Oh, I'm a yeah. sucker for a weird chassis, but I do understand the practicality of, yeah, the, I mean, of just, the new one. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's double the size, basically, the, the original <laughs> yeah. one. And, uh, yeah, the new one is just so much more usable. It's the only reason I love uh, Frederick FX is uh, is because they do their wedge of cheese um, uh, chassis yeah. for some <laughs> yeah, of their yeah, pedals. Yeah. They, they've got, they, they've done, updated the their utility percolator, which is their version of the harmonic percolator. And even though we have one of the harmonic percolators, and I'm not sure too much has changed, between the two models, because the new one is in the wedge of cheese shape, I, I think I, I think I need to get it. Yeah, it looks like they've basically have they redone all of their pedals in the. No, the wedge I, I of don't cheese? think I they've don't done, think all of them. It seems like a lot of them are now in this. Yeah, the wedge of cheese shape. Um, it's 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 a wonderful sort of marketing strategy. It certainly you know separates you from the rest of the crowd. I love that shape. I it, wish it's everything. Just, it's just four of them actually out of their entire oh, range. I, I was getting too excited, but yeah. The blame utility blame, percolator is one of those. Yeah, it's very cool. I blame Boss for kind of making everything, you know, standardizable. Yeah, sta- <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I want is imagine if the effects world had had just you know become all tone benders. If that was the standard, I would have liked it if they'd all become uh, what was that effect called? The bag, which was like an early. Uh, <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it like an early what, uh, the Morley? Um, the what? Sorry, it was a. It was from Morley, wasn't it? The um, I think it was Morley. I think it was called the bag. Was uh, it? Wasn't it like an uh, an early? Um, what's it called? Not like a vocoder. What do I? What's the one where you put the pipe in the mouth? Um, talk box. Talk box. Wasn't it like an early talk box? Yeah, I've hold on. I've got a really good book, got, which I don't. I've think... got an idea of it being 
this the bag being like some bagpipes just on the floor. I mean, I mean it, but no, Joe, it's even weirder than that. Um, I'm trying to find any information about it now. Oh, it's so hot because it's just called the bag. So if you Google the bag guitar effect, it's like oh, it comes up with just like here's a bag for your pedal board. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so it was made by. Hang on, I'm just looking. Hang on, I'm trying to get man some info Googles now. This is man googling. Um, yeah, it was made by Custom, I think. Um, Custom with a K. Yeah. Uh, oh no 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 no. Okay, fine. So yeah, I mean basically, it's a bag, and the effect happens in the bag, and I can't remember why it happens. When you it, say a bag, what do you mean like a shopping? But oh my goodness, I found it. Yeah, it's like a sort of pouch. <laughs> it's a pouch with hair on the side. Yeah. Um, oh, it looks so good. Oh, my goodness. Why isn't everything this way? It just has like a Gibson-style pickup selector switch. And yeah. And it's like a sort of 60s um, uh, sort of psychedelic design with fur around the sides. Oh, oh, it's absolutely wonderful but i love you like wear it it's got product. like a strap on it and you yeah. just like wear the bag um yeah. hang on okay the bag hung over the player's shoulders uh dressed in mod fabrics with funky fringed edges that kept it looking cool not like a mere man purse the player spoke into the player spoke into the plastic pipe that connected to the plastic tube running to a 30 watt driver housed in the sack so yeah basically it's a talk box but instead of the talk the the speaker being on the floor the speaker's in this bag that you wear around your person um i do recommend everyone go and look it up it's yeah. very odd yeah very 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 unusual I'm, I'm i'm kind of into it i don't think i don't think i'm into them describing it as a man purse i but, think yeah. um I think I've just I've I've dug out my old uh, book, which I don't think is available anymore. Analog Man's Guide to Vintage Effects. They have a section called Hen's Teeth, which is like the rarest of all pedals, um, and they say they only made about a hundred. The bag, the first commercially produced talk box, was Bag or the Bag by Custom, looking like something like a psychedelic set of bagpipes. Only a hundred of these were ever made. Oh, and we it, should bring them back. It cost. Do you think they own a patent on that? It cost two hundred and oh no, it cost ninety nine dollars and fifty cents in like nineteen seventy money of the day. So about three hundred pounds, uh, which is quite reasonable. It looks amazing. I want it. Yeah, absolutely. That that looks like everything. Uh, and then on the next page, just uh, I mean, this book is fantastic. There's an MXR pedal called the Whack Box. Okay. Whack the, box. M- the MXR whack. Uh, what do you do with it? It was a talk box, basically. Oh. Oh, I wanted um, it to be something that you hit. Yeah, yeah. That would, that would be more appropriate um, for the name. But yeah, if you can still find it, this book is uh, is just uh, a guitar effects collector's dream book. What is the book again? An- Analog Man's Guide to Vintage Effects. Matt, is the um, is the Maestro Rover in there? Which is the um spinning speaker that's like in a it looks like a biscuit tin that you would mount onto a um microphone stand and have it on the stage next to you uh the rover r01 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's quite a lot of maestro stuff in here, but let's have a quick quick look. Quick yeah, basically scan. you it looks plugs. absolutely incredible. Absolutely yeah, yeah, totally. Incredible. It's so it different. It looks like I, Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the synthesizer thing in um uh in He-Man the movie with Dolph Lundgren. Uh I don't remember that. I mean, I've seen that film several times. What? Um Do you, mean, you know up. the synthesizer thing? You know they have the. It's not quite the. It's not really the same, but it's got that same sort of vibe to it. And do you remember Paris? You know from Star Trek Voyager was the Courtney Cox's boyfriend in it. Um, I remember that? Courtney Cox being oh, in it. it I remember Dolph Lundgren being in it. I remember it being very scary at the end when uh, Skeletor's head pops up in the water. Do you remember that? Like after the credits, or like just before the credits, oh, or something. No, it says like the end, and then. Because I think that at the end they like throw him in a pit or something, and the last uh-huh. bit is him going like, so it's like a black screen, and then you see like the water floating, and I was like, oh, hang on, what's going on here? And bear in mind I'm like six or something watching this. It's like the water's bobbling around, then his his head sort of pops out, and he's like, ah. And uh, I remember after watching that, thinking about it, I didn't want to step on my bedroom floor as a kid because I was like, what if his head pops out? So I just like stayed on my bed the whole time. Um, it just, explains a lot. Yeah, just just uh, bringing it back round to pedals. I haven't looked at this book for ages, <laughs> and uh, just flicking through, and there's under the rare section there is the Interfax Harmonic Percolator, and we often hey. talk about Jay's one, and I just thought this was very interesting. Uh, Interfax Electronics of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is known to have made only one effects pedal, the Harmonic Percolator, designed by a guy named Ed Gies. The Interfax Harmonic Percolator was produced in extremely small numbers, possibly fewer than 200. Chuck Collins of Thermaniacs, who currently makes an exact replication of the original Harmonic Percolator, Uh, gave us a little insight and he said very little is known about the origin and story behind the percolator um he then goes on to say i went to the sale sale of the parts inventory of the old interfax company about 10 years ago this book also came out about 10 years ago 
Uh, and there was no remains of any of the pedals. It's unknown how many were produced, but I believe the number is less than a couple of hundred. Wow. So it, with Jay's one, it's always weird because, you know, we've gone down this route so many times. I think we... Is it that we don't know whether it's an original? No, one? I think we were actually talking to the guy at Frederick Effects who said it is definitely not an original right, because okay. they're so rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he said that... Uh, and I think the... The exact repli- replica is an exact replica, like even down to the box and stuff. Yeah, I think they have maybe have a different font because I'm looking at a couple of different ones here, and one of them looks like Jay's one, and then the other one has got like mm. a different logo for where it says Interfax, and I think those are probably right. the original ones. Right. Um, still it. one of the greatest, the greatest pedals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Neural DSP. And now Guitar Nerds listeners get 30% off all Neural DSP plugins with voucher code GUITARNERDS. Neural DSP create unique industry-leading guitar and bass plugins designed to make you sound exactly how you want without any sacrificing tone or dynamics. Their range includes signature plugin rigs available from some of the best modern guitarists in the world, like Corey Wong, Tosin Abassi, Adam Nolly Get Good, and Pliny. Plugins like Corey Wong's Archetype give you everything from crystal clear cleans and edge of breakup blues brashness, whilst the 14 series brings out all the crushing modern metal distortion you could possibly need. The point is that there's an amp here for every type of player, and with a 14 day free trial of any of the plugins at neuraldsp.com, with no credit card required, you can try before you buy and then purchase with the confidence that you're buying the right rig for you. And don't forget, enter code GUITARNERDS at the checkout for 30% off all Neural DSP plugins. Follow links in the description of this podcast or visit neuraldsp.com for more info. of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted The Provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. Yeah, and, uh, I'd, I'd, again, I'd be perfectly happy with the Frederick one just because it's shaped like a wedge of cheese. No. Yes, why not? 
Exactly. Anyway, speaking of, uh, you know, effects pedals and elaborate uses of effects pedals, Mark Packham. Hello. You you used a tuner at our practice. I did. We teased this in the, right at the start of the show. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I'd better yeah, follow I don't, it up. I, I don't know if you know, but, I, you know, when I'm playing outside of the house, I'm a bass player. And I've never really needed to take a tuner either to a gig or to a band practice uh, before because... Um, bass don't go out of tune, you know, it's even, so I took my Ugh. bass, I took my bass out of the case recently. We just started having band practice again because of, you know, it's been difficult recently or, you know, in the last year or so I took my bass out of the case. I think I hadn't played it since November last year, took it out of the case and it was perfectly in tune. Um, <laughs> and that says a lot. Um, but Recently, I have so the the, the P bass that I've got right. I broke one of the machine heads on it in about I want to say two thousand and four, something like that. Um, I broke it because I was take I can't remember I was taking it apart for some reason, and one of the screws came out and went somewhere, and I've never been able to find the replacement part. Uh, and that and I put a different screw in. Um, and it was never been quite right. And it's always like rattled a little bit when you play. And I thought like, okay, well, you know, I'm not using the bass regularly. Nothing's going on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to treat myself to buying a set of machine heads for it. Um, and uh, I've never been able to, I've looked into this before and I've never been able to get the uh, the exact machine heads. You know, Fender, they've never had them in a catalogue. It seems like they only made these machine heads for a small period of time for the American series P bases. And even then, it wasn't the same machine heads on the entire run of that base. It's very particular around the kind of 2002, 2003, 2004, I think, had this one style of machine head. And I was like, I really want to get the same machine head. So, uh, no, I haven't been able to get one. Could never find one in a catalogue. I spoke to Fender when we worked at GAC. They were like, no, definitely can't get it. You know, uh, they didn't make them for long enough. They don't make them anymore. You'll need to get a different type of fender machine head or you look at shallow or, or whatever. Um, luckily, now we know someone who works with fender spares quite closely. Um, <laughs> Do we? And I was, I was able to say, uh, is this possible? Is, can, can we get one? Or can I get a set? And um, it seems like he sourced me the, uh, the basically the last set ever. Um and yeah, I basically put those on the bass and I just, I had my first band practice with them and I was like, I'm being really paranoid, but it sounds like I'm out of tune and I'm worried it's these new machine heads, you know, maybe they're like slipping or something. Um, what I think it actually was, was I was just in, you know, so Joe, you can probably uh, empathize with this. Sometimes your bass just sounds a bit out of tune and I think it's because where you stand in the room, you might be in a weird little bass trap oh, yeah. and you're you getting get little... like reflections and stuff and it sounds just a bit odd. Um, and so I think I was just being paranoid, but I was like, okay, I'm going to take a tuner to band practice for the first time in the history of this band. We'll be going for 18 years. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a tuner. And I've had a, bo- I've had a TU2 for ages. I bought one, yeah, probably when we first started doing gigs and stuff. Ended up basically never really using it for for gigs. I don't like having pedals on stage because I kick them and like knock them around and stuff. Um, I had a rack tuner for a while and I did use that on stage. Um, 
because it was all the rage for everyone to have like wireless no, sets no, and rack that tuners. That has never been the it was there has totally never been this time. In the British uh punk rock ska punk scene of two thousand and five, I wanna say, two thousand six, yeah. it was very fashionable was to have a rack rack gear. Rack gear. You'd have your a rack mounted head you'd have a rack tuner and you'd have a wireless system. So I had all of those things uh, and realised that that was stupid. Uh, I was actually, we were talking about this at the other the other day. I was playing at a venue in Swindon, which I don't think is there anymore, called Area 51, which is an <laughs> alien-themed... It Basically, I think it was like an old shed, essentially, like a big... I don't know how to describe the building, but it was like massive and it had been con- converted into like a bar. Um, but it kind of had a bit of a youth centre vibe to it as well. And I just remember I had this, yeah, I had the the Mark Bass head in a rack. I had this tuner and I had this wireless system. And I was like, oh, wireless system. Yeah, wicked. I'm going to get off the stage and like wander around the venue, like get in the crowd and that. And then I was just like, it just, this just isn't working. And I think that was the last time I ever used a wireless system because I was like, I'm lifting this entire rack case for basically <laughs> a tuner that I don't use, a wireless system that doesn't work, and effectively a head that is almost small enough to go in the gig bag with the bass. But what I'm actually lugging around is an aluminium uh, flight case for these three things that most of it is totally pointless. Anyway, <laughs> so got rid of the rack tuner. Never used the floor tuner on stage because I don't like pedals on stage. But I had this TU2 that I would use for um, just at home. You know, when I had a pedal board for a bit, it was on there. So anyway, uh, I was like, I've got a TU2. I'll just take it to band practice. And um, it turns out you don't need a tuner at all because I was basically never out of tune. But I do think just for peace of mind, I'm going to take a tuner to band practice. TU2, TU2, yeah. TU2, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not using anything else. I'm not just saying that because you're here, Matty. T2 is just the best tuner. Yeah. Or T3. They're basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Sure. Yeah. All yeah. I'm saying is there's a new Random Heroes album on the way and we're getting serious <laughs> about practicing. So, <laughs> And it's in tune, so don't worry about that. The bass is going to be in tune. Wow. How about that? I've always used a tuner on recording. That's actually, you know, pe- <laughs> people will actually hear that and care about it rather than, you know, gigs where <laughs> people don't listen to the bass. They're just, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. You, do you know, I actually used the tuner. Guitar on nerds. On, yeah. <laughs> Guitar Man nerds. I've sold my entire yeah. pedal board and I'm just using a tuner. And Man some, uses tuner. <laughs> most of the time, not even using the tuner. Oh, it's just awful. Yeah, I actually use the tuner on the Boss MS3 these days. Um, it's perfectly, you know, perfectly good. Um, you know, it's, it's fine even when I'm sort of down in, in drop C. It doesn't really struggle at all. I have no idea what the, uh, you know, what the algorithm is for the uh, for the tuner on the MS3, but it's uh, allowed me to free up a little bit of extra space on the pedal board. I, uh, I was... Talking to a, uh, a friend the other day who did, uh, before, uh, obviously, the situation of 2020, he was on an 18-month world tour, uh, which kick-started with the, basically, the French equivalent of Jules Holland, right? And uh, they had to do two songs. They opened the show, played the song, absolutely fine, walked off. Somehow, in between that one and the second song, it's basically, like, all live, 
they had to move where the band was playing um, for a different backdrop. Somehow they had moved, picked up the pedal board. As they'd obviously picked it up, they'd put the thumb on the tuner pedal, which they'd somehow managed to knock the tuner up by like two cents. Oh, no. So instead of tuning to 440, it was tuning to 442. Great formation. And... um, of course, he was like, it's in tune. And it's like, the tuner says it's in tune. It's all good. Didn't realise. Played it. And everything sounded fine. Like, you know, just a bit off. But not like so far off. It's like, it's out of tune. Listen to it back and it's like, there's something not right about it. It's like, check the tuner. And the whole thing was tuned two cents up from 440. <laughs> that, so is, just- that happened to me once. Well, the, the old guitar player in my band had one of the Korg what they call DT100s. Yes. And they were oh. really, really easy to do that on. And we were like, I think we did a gig with it, but it was like set to, yeah, 441, I think. And it was just like, things just don't sound quite right. I don't know what's going on. And um, yeah, exactly the same thing had happened because they're on that little, you know, those little like plastic buttons, like um, just like little black plastic sprung buttons. That's what was doing it. And it, it was so easy to just knock one of those and you'd be, yeah, um, uh, what do they call it? Configured differently. Yeah, ridiculous. So yeah, always, always check your tuner. Always check. 440 all the way. Anyway. 432, four, mate. Yeah. Apollo yeah. 440, great band. Lost in space. <laughs> Okay, well, then, yes, there's definitely, anyway. We, Surely we should, you guys remember Apollo 440? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Like Are d- they a band? Yeah, they were, right. they did. Uh, oh, because when you said Apollo 440, Lost in Space, I thought Apollo 440 was the name of the spaceship in Lost in Space. No, they did a, uh, Apollo 440 did the theme tune to Lost in Space, um, I believe. Yeah, Lost in Space, 1998, the theme tune to the great movie starring Joey Tribbiani, uh, otherwise known as Matt LeBlanc, um, <laughs> about being lost in space. Yeah, yeah. They also did Stop go. the Rock. Do you not remember that song? No, I, oh, I, I don't know what that is. Basically, it's sort of like a drum and bass rock crossover. Fantastic. And in fact, uh, coming from direct from the Wikipedia, the song was inspired by Status Quo's Caroline. Wow. Which is another great tune, but it's sort of a drum and bass version of that. Brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's 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 a wonderful left field turn for. I'm going to listen to that basically as soon as we finish podcasting. Apollo 440. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. It came out August 1999. I'm in the last year of school, loving life, and uh, listening to a bit of drum and bass crossed with status quo. Bomb Funk MCs. You know, got that on. That's your a bit late for me. I think. When was the Bomb Funk MCs? Let's have a look. I've never heard of any of this. What? Bomb Funk MCs? You've definitely heard the old Bomb Funk MCs. I have not MCs. heard of that. I don't know what that is. You definitely... Well, they rock were, the microphone. I was probably listening to Yes at the time. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. Uh, they were Finnish, the old Bomb Funk MCs, and their big single was that one, Freestyler, that was 1999. Classic. Yes. Big tune. Not as good as Apollo 440. Oh, well. I don't get well. me started on Bentley Rhythm Ace. Great band. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to dive headfirst into a big old barrel of news. 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 So, 
First of all, Mark Packham. Mark Packham, tell us all about this new electro harmonics pedal, which we saw there was, there was a little dribbling of it at NAM at the start of the year, and it's uh, <laughs> it's now in full flow. The yeah. uh, the, the classic electro harmonics tease release of oh we forgot to take it out of our printed catalogue at NAM. Classic, um, classic. To be honest, I've not really read up on what it does because this was only announced three minutes before we started podcasting. So um, I saw that it was in there. I popped it in the old uh, news list, but I've not had a chance to read it. We are, of course, talking about the Electromonics Pitchfork Plus, um, which seems to be basically an expansion on the regular Pitchfork platform. Matt, feel free to jump in at any point and tell me uh, what it actually does. I, I thought I thought I'd let you fumble through for a little bit. Well, it's just like it's a pitch shifter, but it's got two buttons on it rather than yeah. One it's button. um it's basically two. So uh, pitchforks a polyphonic um, pitch shifter, so it doesn't just do octave up or down. That's all the harmonies in between, but it's not tied to a key like a harmonist pedal, for example. Um, so you think whammy, basically. Uh, so pitchfork had. Um, you could go two all the way to two octaves up or two octaves down and all the intervals in between. You could have a single pitch or a dual pitch. So it could be like one guitar, two guitars, or three it guitars playing one. Very good. Very versatile. The yes, uh, it track, tracked, tracked very well. Um, and it, the foot switch did a momentary or latching mode. Mm. And then obviously a load of people have gone like, we need more, more. Um, and obviously the big thing with most pitch shifting pedals is the ability to save presets because lots of people want to do a fifth on one thing or an octave of on course. another. Um, so the Pitchfork Plus is all of that in one box. So you've got two different pitch shifters over a three octave range. Um, you've got dedicated main and uh, dry outputs. But what you can do now is you can save up to 99 presets, which is very cool. Not over MIDI, though. Uh, you have to use the... Uh, oh, oh. I don't think we should even talk about it any longer. Uh, no. You can uh, use a foot switch that's programmable that can be assigned to a variety of functions... Um, you can also, there's an external in for connecting an external foot controller like EHX's triple foot controller, which I'm sure I haven't seen. Um, yeah, they announced that a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I think it was supposed to be for like the Grand Canyon and stuff, yeah. but eight different modes, including X Mod, uh, which features cross modulation that creates uh, FM and rig modulator effects, latch Ooh. or momentary mode, um, a bunch of enhanced features. This sounds um, like a cracking. Um, yeah, I think product. for for a pitch shifter, if you don't want to go down the whammy route or you want something maybe that you can you need to be a bit smaller. I think the the momentary mode on the foot switch was always a winner for me. Yeah. Um, because although you couldn't really set the t- the rise time, most people just wanted to do the classic uh, instantly down to up an octave, Wee! just like yeah. that. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. No, no one wants to go because you've got a whammy what are you bar. Talk about everyone wants that. You know, or the reverse. Um, so uh, yeah, I think I think you know most people are using it for that kind of classic sort of instant pitch up. Um, yeah. And I think this yeah it seems like a winner. Uh, no UK or Euro price, but two hundred and thirteen dollars eighty cents, according to map pricing. Um, not. Not, oh no, wait. <laughs> Sorry, I just opened their website because I couldn't see it on there. And their tagline is New Fork City. 
Yeah, very good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, that is brilliant. So, yeah, uh, Pitchfork Plus features two independent pitch shifting engines with full control over each. Both will transpose your pitch up or down uh, over a span of three octaves. Uh, rock solid tracking, organic musical tone, and extensive control for the ultimate harmonizer. They are very good. The tracking is great. They are the right price as a product. Certainly, if you're looking for an Octave that does a little bit more than octaving, then uh, then this might well be the solution. I, I just think, you know, they're not reinventing the wheel here. They've just perfected something they did earlier. The addition of, um, you know, savable presets is definitely something you need on such a specific pedal. Like, you, you don't want to do everything in you know with one interval you know because that interval is gonna have a very specific sound that works in a specific key or with a specific song of course people are going to want to move around and you know relieving the sort of needs to get down you know on your knees to change the setting in between each track i think is a really good idea yeah shame shame it can't be midi controlled for me yeah i I think that's wouldn't it wouldn't it be cool if it could work with something like an esa and you know. Yeah, that's that, that. I think that's a little bit, maybe a little bit of an oversight. I, I mean, the problem is, I guess you could maybe use the control out um, for the in. Um, it does look like you could put like a dual foot switch in and then scroll up and down through presets, but not quite the same. Um, but I've got no doubt that'll be a wicked pedal. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Mark Packham. Hello. Um, I hear that someone's moved in next door to you. Uh, I don't know what you mean. Because we're going to talk about New Neighbour. Okay, fine. <laughs> this isn't what I thought you were going <laughs> to go to next, so I've not had the chance okay, oh, no, to. Okay, it. okay, okay, okay. We, we could talk about the, the thing you, you want to. I was just, do you know what? I was, I'm kind of aware that we're towards the end of the podcast and the new neighbour stuff is very exciting. Yeah, I think maybe um, we need to give that a bit more time. So maybe like we'll okay. cover that next week. Like Matt can give those a good, a good going over in terms of, you know, reading the spec properly and stuff rather than have me fumble <laughs> through it. What I want to talk about, obviously, is much, much more simple. Brand new pedal from Scred pedals now i don't know if you guys have had any experience with them at all have you used any of their stuff i have i have not i have oh you have i had a pedal called the mayo at one point which was based on the 70s op amp pedal used by billy corgan um yeah great pedals really well built a little bit of a hidden gem in the boutique world yeah um definitely you know make some great pedals don't talk about them enough um, they made a really good delay pedal, which is now discontinued, but definitely worth hunting down. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about the company. So, uh, hang on, let's just go to their about page. I'm on their website right now. Uh, They're so from they Carson are- City, which is in Nuv. Yeah, they are from Nuv, definitely. Um, yes, they're in Carson's, from Carson City. Um, uh, yeah, to be honest, I mean, their website doesn't have a, a huge amount of information about them. Uh, Mark Alfs uh, is the uh, CEO and designer. What's what's Nuv? Is that New Virginia? Uh, no, no, it's not New Virginia. I believe it's Nevada, um, although I may be wrong about that. Um, what they have just released is the Super 100, which is the third in uh, a recent line of um, kind of amp in a box pedals they've done. So 
first one was the Rubber Soul, um, which they describe as a cleanish preamp with the soul of a vintage British tube combo. So I'm uh-huh. guessing it's kind of Voxy AC30. Uh, they've done the Twangophile, uh, which is they describe as a cleanish preamp with the soul of a vintage American tube combo. So it's going to be, Ooh. I guess, Fendery. Um, and the most recent one, the Super 100, which they describe as a classic British 100 watt amp emulator. Um, so this is going, I assume, after a, and you can tell by the look of the pedal that it's it's kind of, I guess, going to be Marshall-y. Um, it yeah, it's Marshall knobs. It, yeah, Marshall knobs. It looks like a, the, the gold colour is kind of Marshall front panel-y. Um, the idea being that it sounds like a cranked British 100 watt amp um, in a through a massive stack of speakers, um, but all in, in one pedal. Uh, now, we've seen a few different takes on this. Obviously, you know, there's many pedals that kind of try and emulate a, a cranked Marshall. One thing that I did think was cool on this is that they've got a sag uh, knob on there. That um, is cool. Yeah, which is, so the idea is that there's an optical compressor built in, built in which gives you some options for kind of like um, recreating amp sag. Um, and... Yeah, I think it will just give you a different range uh, depending on how you want the pedal to respond. Uh, I do love a sag. I'm into a sag because there's there's you get sag on all the amps on the Helix. Yeah. So I like I like maxing out that sagginess yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Totally. Um. So I've not heard a demo of this one yet, but you know the the reviews of all the Screddy stuff are always really positive. So I assume this is going to be really cool. Um. Price wise, two hundred and thirty nine dollars, but at the moment there is a ten percent discount available. Apparently, um, if you are willing to put half down now and wait a month for the builder to make your pedal. Um, so that seems super cool. I'm always up for Marshall emulation pedals. As we've talked about in the past, you know, there's been some great sort of 800 uh, one, uh, you know, um, emulators that I'm, that I'm super into. Um, and this looks similar. Um, I need to hear a demo of it to um, sort of get my head around where it sits in my kind of ranking of Marshall emulators. But it certainly looks uh, very nice indeed. It does. It looks absolutely um, fantastic. Now we are, we are, you know, we're coming up towards the end of this podcast. We've got some questions from the group, and there's some other bits of news which I think we'll hold off for next week for further discussion. And in the podcast, we're going to be taking questions from the, the podcast. Face- what have we, what have we just done in the Patreon? No, we this this never happened. Oh, You're imagining okay. this. In the in the Patreon episode of the podcast, we're going to be taking questions from the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum um so yes we're gonna go and do that um before we finish up i need to introduce i forgot to do it at the start i keep i'm 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 dropping the ball at the moment um everyone i keep forgetting to introduce new patrons at the start so uh, welcome to james j enza and also welcome once again to andy manley who had uh, accidentally become a five dollar patron tier twice uh, so, okay. <laughs> so he wasn't. He hasn't been having his name sung out all this time right. because he just had two five tiers rather than one ten, and he has now changed. You guys are so close. In my ten. absence, you've got so close to hitting the mod mode mm. threshold, but you're just not quite there yet. I'm just looking at it that's, right now. That's it. We need you back. That's, uh, that's like what's holding us off. Fourteen two seven, and yeah. Uh, yeah. what did we say? It was like fifteen hundred is where to get it. So basically, you yeah. need. What is that like? Seven people to seven and a bit people Something to sign like up at Something the like uh, the top tier level, and then Modmo becomes a reality. It's uh, yeah. I thought you would have done it by now, if I'm honest. Well, you know, I've been well, off for a I'm few sorry. weeks, but I thought you would have done it. We need we yeah. needed you, Mark, to just like tip people over the edge. You needed a, yeah. a professional salesman to come yeah. in and tell people that they should sign up for the Patreon because not oh, not 
uh, only every week do you get an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content, but you also get all the mini series, and you will eventually get mod mode when they uh, when they break the threshold. Eventually, it will be there when we burst through that threshold. Now, of course, dear listener, you can uh, get involved in our Patreon at three separate tiers, the $1, $5, and $10 tier. $1 will get you the podcast ad-free and early every week. At the $5 tier, you get access to our entire back catalogue of uh, mini-series. And at the $10 tier, you get all of those things, plus your name sung at the end of the podcast. You can follow us on all the social media platforms, at with at guitar nerds and join us on facebook as i said at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum thanks very much for tuning in and we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell bye-bye bye yes here we go and welcome to another um, patreon song about everyone who pays their patreon subscription from the channel tier Christian Abbott and Ty Allen, Yogi the guitarist, Modi and Modius, Carl Harris, Cloudlifter, Todd Simons and Rich Creswell, Joe Hoppard, Sean Hughes, Michael Howard, Brian Hansen, O'Shane and Jeffrey Wax and Eric Hammer, Samuel Frost and Brian Einzler, Gavin Van der Linden and Jacob McGee, Andy Manley, Scott Hutting and Robert Butterworth because they are the Guitarners. That's right, let's sing it. The Guitarners. Here we go once more. The Guitarners. That's what they are, what they really are. Ah, yes. The Guitarners. Let's hear it again. The Guitarners. Bang, bang, barracuda. The Guitarners. Oh, yes, that's what they are. Oh, Simon Milbourne, Mark is out. Cadillac is Stuart Robson, Neil
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.